2: you're listening to Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ and Ken Anderson along with David Ross, Mark Mahadey, and George Allman. We're gonna be here for the next hour talking to you about all kinds of stuff going on in your yard and garden. Good morning, guys. Good morning. Happy New Year. Happy, Happy New Year to New Day, everybody. Year. It's Good nice, morning. Nice to be back in the studio again. Absolutely. Start another start another year off, right? It's been an eventful
3: end of and beginning of year, and we haven't been here until now, so I man. know. I know. And so we haven't been able to talk about it. Is that where you were going? David? That is where I was going. Well, we've talked about it. We have. We haven't shared it with anybody. Well, oh, just amongst ourselves. Yes.
2: And this month starts off our uh, our 95th anniversary.
1: Wow! In business, I know.
2: So we are going to have of years. We're going to have some things coming up uh, in the future to celebrate that and uh, pass on our good fortune to. Uh, all of our customers. So we're Very still uh, still in the process of putting all that together, but hopefully we'll have something. We will have something soon that we can talk about. I just about. realized the
3: nursery is one year younger
2: than my father. Really? Yes. <laughs> wow.
4: What's what's the anniversary date from start? <clears throat> do you remember
2: January one?
4: January one. It started on the first. Okay. My
2: he opened on he opened on uh, the first of January in nineteen twenty eight. Near the corner of. Juan. Juan and Taylor Street. Wow. Yeah, pretty. That's, that's quite the legacy. It, it's changed. It, yeah. It's, it's changed. It. The city has definitely changed a lot <laughs> since, <laughs> since that time. And it's interesting when I look through when I look look through old photos of of the city and stuff and, and look at the dates on them. I'm like, wow, that's that's what it looked like when when my grandfather was living here, you know, when, when he started here, and. It's, uh, Pretty, it's pretty incredible. Uh, well, just the change in the city just in my lifetime. No kidding. I was just going to
3: say in the last fifteen years has been crazy. Yeah,
2: and then I look at it and the change. You know, and my my dad was born in nineteen forty, and I look at the change from nineteen forty, and then when my grandfather came out here in was either twenty two or twenty four. I mean it, it's 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 mind boggling the what what has happened in this in this town in, the, in that amount of time. It really has changed. Um, George, we you have classes starting I, today?
4: We do. We're back on schedule. But David wanted to do weather. I could see uh, are it you in his allowed, eyes.
3: <clears throat> are you allowed to do classes before weather? I, I, was I just, think I so. Saw I that think we would. usually okay, do. Go, go
4: okay, ahead. so classes. It's, it, we're back in session with classes at both locations. And in um, San Diego today at 9 a.m., it's... Um, Bare Root Fruit Tree Care and Selection with Kirk Peacock. He's an arborist who's done a number of classes for us. Great guy. And then at 930 in Poway, we have Bare Root Fruit Trees with John Clements. And John's a caller of ours and the horticultural manager uh, from the San Diego Botanic Garden. And so we're looking forward to that as well today.
2: Both should be very good classes. And both stores are are very well stocked. Well, at least we were uh, well stocked on. On fruit trees, but they're they're selling fast. And on some of the some of the varieties that we didn't get as many in, uh, if you're interested in getting them, I would get in and get them now yeah. because they go it, yes. they're going to be gone. People yeah. ask, how long are you going to have bare root trees? Well, it's a tough question to answer. It yes. depends on the weather. Yeah,
3: but sometime in mid to late February, we're going to be probably done with them. And then some varieties were done with already because the Supply was restricted again, Limited, and yes. demand has been tremendous.
4: And some of them, even with with the right supply, we, you have a, a, a fluctuating demand. You know, people come in that all of a sudden want something with with great passion. Yes. Well, the,
2: and the trees came in what a week and a half ago,
4: Wednesday of last week. Wednesday
2: right? of last week, and how many have we sold? Well, in Poway, we've sold oh, what over, over, a a thou- over a thousand, over a thousand, over a thousand trees already. Wow! I mean, they they're going, they're constantly going out the door and and usually in multiples it's rare that you see somebody buy one, one tree one tree correctly. they're they're buying two three four at a time
4: or, or I, we had one gentleman come in for 47 of them last wow. week and and i took home five <laughs> so
2: yeah i I, <laughs> I got 10 for a customer just the other day that he had he had pre-ordered it's it's good to see people replanting edibles but you know yeah, what amazes indeed. me indeed what what amazes me, and you and I were talking about this the other day, David. We've been in business for ninety five years, and we're still selling fruit trees and roses at a ridiculous rate. There is no law. Of <clears throat> there is no law of diminishing returns in both of those markets. You know, people are moving. They're croaking
3: their roses. They're they're taking a page out of my book and. Maybe not watering them quite enough during the summer, and so they're people yeah. like roses. People are beginning to re- enjoy fruit, and it's something. It, they're comfort plants. They're comfort plants.
2: Yeah, yeah, and they, the selection is the selection is incredible. I, I might add that, that,
4: that fruit trees are also great ornamentals. When they when they can be, yeah. A, when you have an apple tree or a pear tree in, or a peach tree in bloom, they're spectacular.
3: They really are. You what really about my citrus trees? Are Plum. they pretty?
4: They are pretty as well, providing they don't have too much citrus leaf miner. Yeah. Because they look a little, little Actually, ratty. from a
3: distance, a full tree of citru- citrus yeah. leaf miner doesn't look that bad. But okay. Yeah.
4: But, but I agree with you. They are quite, okay. quite beautiful trees.
2: Plum trees are usually pretty... So yeah, pretty I guess all of them are being, actually. Yeah. So
4: all of the fruit trees are beautiful when they're well, in bloom.
2: And you know that's one of the nice things about the during the bare root season is everything we sell is is deciduous. And with deciduous trees, they typically flower before the foliage comes out. So you get with citrus, the yeah, flowers yeah, are kind of kind of get, lost in, get yeah. lost in the foliage. But with uh, with deciduous fruit trees, the, the flowers show is can there. be the the show is there. Yeah, I disagree.
3: What? Well, citrus trees, when they bloom, and I have my Trovita orange is just starting to bud. But they're budding on the very tips of the new growth. And it goes back to my bee presentation. So the citrus, even when it's blooming, because it, even though it has leaves, the blossoms are at the end of the growth so that it, they are displayed to their pollinators. And then after the fruit sets, then more growth comes out to protect the fruit from the sun.
4: I, I, I know what you're saying, but I, I agree. Yeah, I, I know what I, Ken's trying to say. with No, 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 no I agree. But I, this is why can't it be both? Because <laughs> right. I, I think what he's saying is it's just more showy on, yes, he, on a deciduous tree. Correct. I think that's yeah. where he was going. Yeah,
2: so. well, the, but, but the other thing about citrus when it's in bloom, too, that you don't necessarily get with deciduous fruit trees is the fragrance. Yeah, that's I, true. You, know, you, you drive through Palma Valley during, yeah, during flowers, orange blossom so, season. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it it's... it's it's amazing it it really is pretty we do have
3: some of the air quotes potted bare root they were three gallon fruit trees that we got in this early summer or late spring that went dormant they've been at the nursery for the for the summer and the fall and they're already beginning to bloom (laughs) and bless you they say they're gonna they will fruit within 90 days of bloom so we're looking at late march to early april for these to have their first peaches and their mild climate varieties when they're gorgeous and i was that
4: tropic prince right was yes, one of them that's a I, good looking tree
3: i was evaluating it because <laughs> it's a it's a 60 dollar tree which makes it 20 or 30 dollars more than a bare root tree but it is more than one year ahead it would be comparable mm-hmm. to a 15 gallon tree so it really is
5: yeah, worth the price. It's worth the. It's perfect
3: right. for for somebody who wants to get going because it's going to have a lot of fruit on it this year, and the tree is strong enough to support it. Some of the bare root trees will produce fruit this year, but yeah. the limbs are going to be so light they're not able to support the fruit. But on these, they're ready to go.
4: It's they're, and they're gorgeous. And there's they're you right. have one inside the store presently with with flowers all over it. Well branched, right.
3: strong, sturdy trees. They're and less than 200 hours of required winter chill.
4: Yeah, I mentioned it to Capri, and we were debating it <laughs> on, on whether we might get that and? as well. Well, we're still debating it because, because there are five other trees at home
3: already. So when I get home, I will go in, look in the mirror, and I will discuss it with myself and see what I need to do. <laughs> it is. Don't argue, okay? Say, Just don't argue. Okay, good. Make idea. sure
5: one of you waters it.
4: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. between the two of you, you can get to keep yeah. this thing alive.
2: Yeah. So, anyway, uh if you have an interest in the in the fruit trees, uh stop in for the class and then take a then wander out and do some shopping and, and see what you can pick up.
3: Okay, maybe we talk weather. I have can, we have we, we have we gotten past the classes in the fruit trees so we can talk weather? We it's can, the first
2: quarter. We can touch on the weather, sure.
3: What a wonderful what, 2 weeks now going on yeah, 3 we weeks week. of regular rain. We had one pretty strong uh rain event but it wasn't bad it wasn't there wasn't that much flooding or anything like that and the the soils well are, not down here
2: right
3: yeah yeah no. yeah, yes 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 and we did not get the 10 inches we were predicted that were were predicted but we've had good rain and there's more there's more oh, coming yeah. monday night
2: into tuesday and again next week the well i thought i heard that they were expecting another another five inches of rain up in san francisco out of this next wave that comes through really yeah wow. they, they they they've got Poles, hey, they've got pummeled up there they really did <coughs> well, lake orofield has 19
3: almost twenty thousand cubic feet of water per second flowing into it which is good it's filling up the reservoirs if we only had a couple more it might be a little bit better but it's for us maybe with the infrastructure we'll, bill, we'll get some more
2: yeah and then a uh, snowpack is uh i heard Earlier this week is a hundred and seventy four percent above average, and then their uh, Mammoth Mountain posted a picture on their Facebook page at the summit. They have a they have a sign that says Mammoth Mountain Summit. And it's ten thousand feet or something like that, and the top of the sign is just a few feet above the snow. Um, the sign's twenty four feet tall. <laughs> wow! <laughs> it's so it's, they, they they've got a. They got a lot of snow up there right now. Did you turn off your sprinklers, Ken? My sprinklers, I my sprinklers have been off for the better part of a month. At this point in time, okay. You are your sprinkler, Mark. So I know yours are not
3: on. Yeah. I am my sprinkler. How about you, George? Are you well, your sprinkler? We,
4: I well, we have a lot of automated um, bubblers and such throughout the yard, but they've all been off. And the only thing that has been watered have been potted plants potted or plants. something yeah, freshly exactly. planted in the vegetable garden. Well, not in the last week or so.
3: I did. I think it was just before Christmas. We had a few warm days. I gave my onions some water. but I right. haven't yeah, needed anything yeah. since, and that's been since Thanksgiving.
4: It has been. It has been great. I I love the rain. It's needed, but I need sun in between days of rain. I need like a day or two of rain and then a day of sun and then some rain and then some sun. Yeah. M- I mostly plant DNA. I have to have sun
2: on my face. Yeah. <laughs> I think, that's a, I think that's what we're going to be getting here for the next next week or so. Any? oh, if, go ahead. If you want to give us a call, 888-344-1170 is the number you're listening to Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. Oh, well. Okay. <laughs> We've I got a little I, bit of extra time.
3: All right, then. I've been having trouble finding a good time to, to mow the weeds <laughs> or the grass or – The domesticated weeds. The domesticated weeds because – my days off have not coincided with sunshine weather yeah Yeah. and they're getting to the point where they either need to be sprayed or they're going to need to be mowed but i have on a separate note had very good luck this last few weeks against gophers
4: and now you and i have had this ongoing debate with regard to the gopher hawk because you didn't like it you weren't having success And then you thought that maybe it wasn't functioning properly, you got a new one, and you had success almost immediately.
3: Thank you for bypassing the way I tested the old one to make sure it wasn't working We don't want to go there. Okay. Um, But the trigger wasn't working on it. Right. Unless I put my thumb in it and then really manipulated the trigger, then it would come down on my thumb. Um, And, and, And hopefully the gopher. But within... 24 hours of deploying a new gopher hawk i got my first gopher that's
4: why i like them when when they're functioning properly i've had good success typically Uh,
3: and one more positive about that is you don't have to go dig down around in the ground to see if you've gotten something it it tells you tells right and that's kind of the same thing with the black boxes which i enjoy
2: you're listening to Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. If you want to give us call, 888-344-1170 is the number. Larry, stay on the line. We are talking to you when we come back right after this.
1: Get your gardening questions answered by calling 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. There is more Garden Talk on the way.
2: If you want to give us a call today, 888-344-1170 is the number. We would love to talk to you. As a matter of fact, we are going to go up to Oceanside right now and talk to Larry. Good morning, Larry. How are you? Hey, guys. How are you doing? Welcome back, and uh, happy new year. Thank you. Same Thank to you. Thank you very much.
5: I um, uh, I went to the state of California put on a little uh, symposium, a conference for uh, local farmers, small farmers and Told them how to diversify and sell honey and sell their products on the, on their land. Um, and uh, one of the things that uh, one of the uh, speakers uh, here is a third generation Lisa Milano is a um, uh, what do you call it a uh, you know a, a farmer. And she takes she's telling us that she's taking water out of whether it comes out of city water or they come out of the ground, they still have to filter it to put on the plant. And uh, that got me thinking. I've had the last couple of years, our gardens have been terrible. And we, My wife and I have transferred a lot of our garden space into planting trees uh, and fruit trees only. Um, but do you guys uh, recommend any a filter for even uh, small gardens? Uh, and do you use it at your nurseries? Do you use uh, filters? Because you guys water a lot at all the plants you have there, especially in the summer.
2: Yeah, we do. Uh, we, yeah, we do water a lot, and no, we don't filter uh, water at either of the stores.
4: Well, with, with the exception of like the the carnivorous no, plants, the carnivorous plants you know, we, we, we very we, sensitive
2: plants. Yes, sensitive plants, and uh, and some of the house plants we do have a <clears throat> we do have a reverse osmosis uh, unit on on site that we can get the RO water from, and we will use that on. T- typically, it's on the Mostly, it's on the uh, carnivorous, carnivorous plants, plant. and but we do use it on some of the house plants here and there. And, and rainwater is, is rainwater great is, for is them fantastic because it is cleaner. In some
3: wells, you will need that because of the salts that are in there. But in the city water, it's generally okay. You could run an RO filter through it, but I we don't, and I, I you don't need to. Yeah, you don't.
2: But if you do if you do want to run an RO filter, there are different units that are available. They're, they're actually rel- they're relatively inexpensive. Um, I'm trying to th- remember. I I think the I think the unit that we have at the nursery, which is a which is a pretty good size, pretty good size unit. Um, I think it was about six or seven hundred bucks. And then you just get a big just get a big holding tank to dump the water into, and you could you just make it. Make it when you need it. Do, do you know what
4: was she growing that she felt that she needed the um, cleaner water?
2: Uh, they have
5: uh, trees and uh, corn and uh, all kinds of plants, and uh, there it's a pretty big place up on North River Road and, and Oceanside in Oceanside and Bonson.
3: You know, if you're uh, growing for a living, yeah, the production is going to be different than for for backyard use. And I, yeah, my yeah, avocados they, they, are.
5: They, uh, one of the things they do is uh, they use a lot of well uh, from the aquifer underneath the Oceanside, San Luis Rey River. And they, they, one of the things, because they it's brackish, it's considered hazardous waste, and they have to dump it not in uh, someplace in Otay uh, Mason or something, but uh, just by filtering out the, the stuff that comes out of the ground. But uh, I was just wondering. Now I can't blame. I guess um, still just a lousy gardener. It was I can't
3: a, blame it on the water. It was a good try.
5: <laughs>
4: but I, again, I, I might be filtering well water if if it has any issues. Well, especially if it, to, you know, especially city if water, if, 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 right.
2: if it's brackish water right. that they're pulling out of the aquifer, then you're definitely going to need to treat it somehow um, because of the just because of the mineral content that's going to be in it. Um, so that that may be what she that may be what she's talking about in, in that yeah. regard. But for you know for the amount of for the amount of water that we use at both of our stores throughout the year, the amount of filtered water or RO water we use is an insignificant yeah, right fraction right now, yeah. of a of the amount. Statistically insignificant. It's, it's yeah. a rounding figure. Yeah. Yeah.
4: So you know, I do use I do use cleaner water for some sensitive plants, like my coffee plants. If if you use just city water, the tips burn pretty regularly. It, they'll, they'll get some yeah, salt easily. burn on yeah, and, them. Easily yeah. and tea plants as well. But otherwise, I've used city grow, water on they everything. Just, they still grow. They just they look just, a little cruddy. Exactly.
3: Well, that's another benefit to the rains we've had over the last month. It's salt free and it cleans out and flushes out all the salts that have been accumulating. So it's perfect.
2: But you can do that with you can do that with the regular city water too. Periodically, just go through um, and flush it out. Leach it out water it really water it really well soak it good let it sit for an hour or two and then go back and water it again and you're still put you're still putting the the salts and the chemicals from the water back in but you're moving the accumulated stuff farther down out of the root zone so yeah
5: all right well it's uh it was a try i guess (laughs) i I have to come up with a Again, hey, welcome back. I'm looking forward to this year with you guys.
2: Well, thank you very thank much, you. Larry. We're, we're happy to be back and uh, looking forward to a good year as well. You have a great weekend.
3: Yeah, I'm going to try to stop by the store today. Excellent.
5: Good.
2: Okay, sounds good. Thank you. Hi, right, guys.
3: Take care. I'm, I'm yep. guessing that was Lemon Larry.
5: I was of thinking lemon, that as well.
3: Lemon Tree Fane. Well, possibly. But because he was saying such nice things, I didn't want to tell him he has to take responsibility for his own gardening failures. <laughs> but now that he's off the line, I can... He probably is not listening up. right yeah, now, right? He's right. not hearing a word yeah. we're saying.
4: You know, go, going back to your gopher hawk, did, yes, sir. Well, I, I've had great success with that product, but only in the winter or damper months. When it's dead of summer, I have not had success, well, and I don't know why.
3: I would suggest you because it's harder to get the stupid thing into the ground. Well, I mean, I'm still putting
4: it essentially in the same areas that I – I mean, there's nothing different about where I'm – No, but the moisture content in the
3: soil makes it easier to deploy now than then. Oh,
4: I I agree with that. But I'm still deploying it, I think, effectively. It's just I don't have the same success. I
3: don't don't know. But the half shells, I've been very happy with the half shells. And because you don't have to cover the holes, and when they have sprung, they pop up so you can see those without having to dig in. And I've had terrible luck with the Maccabees lately. I have not caught a gopher with a Maccabee trap for months, and I've had them spring. I've had them sprung, and the gophers are – there's sometimes a little bit of hair still there, but the gophers are gone.
2: Maybe they're just small gophers. Maybe. Because there is a – there's what, a three-inch gap between the trigger plate and the prongs? Maybe. Maybe.
4: Maybe you are catching them, and there's a very smart coyote who's pressing it, releasing the, to take it, and just leaving it in the hole.
3: Well, the smart coyotes used to just take the whole thing. Right. they would take the trap. And but then
4: they realize that you wouldn't be deploying them as much, and they wouldn't be getting as much fresh meat. So uh, now they are taking just what they want. I'm sure that's it, that's George. That's probably thank, it. Thank, thank you. I've seen a smart coyote on TV, so. A wily one? <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> if you want to give us a call at 888 344 1170 is the number. Um, Good news for David Austin fans. Uh, We are expecting them this week, I believe, is it not? This coming week. Yeah. So
3: by the end of the week, they should be available. They're coming to Poway. They'll need to be released by Ag, but they should be available in both stores by the weekend. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. But, should but should should. I know uh, I know. Bad
2: bad news for David Austin fans. <laughs> but wait, as, there's more. <laughs> as we're not getting everything that we ordered and that we had ordered or and Quantities were anticipating. Or, right. Yeah, we we got some that we. There were a few varieties that came in that were get, that we're expecting that we're only getting five. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> And some of them we're getting, what, 20 or 30? We we have
3: seven or eight varieties that we're getting in quantity. Yeah. But then there's a few. I didn't think it was worth canceling them, but they cut the orders back to just five. Five. So we'll see when they show up.
2: We'll see what happens. We're not going to talk about those yet because there's only five. Yeah. Yeah, and when when's the second crop of roses? Uh, that's due a lot week, of roses are
3: due next week.
2: The, the, yeah, so the second set of roses; those have been selling
3: really well. I know we touched on it, but we primarily were talking about the fruit trees. But the rose sales are
2: rose sales have been brisk big. as well. Yeah,
3: and, and that's a nice that's a nice crop of roses this year too. And they've they're looking good. They're enjoying the the weather.
2: We
4: you cut them way back back the, just before Christmas, and those have almost an inch maybe more on some of them of growth and they look spectacular i am i'm disappointed there was one i was going to buy a sugar uh sugar moon and they're gone
3: why why would we believe that
4: that i was going to buy one yes oh because we're building a bit of a rose garden and that's a beautiful white rose
2: agreed i don't think i Seen that one? Is it a new one? I've
3: seen no, movie. it's been around. It's been around, but it's, we we didn't get very many. We of didn't them. get many.
4: I looked at it last week and said, "Yeah, no, I'm going to have to talk to Capri. Maybe we'll get one of these next week." And when I came in, they were gone.
2: Sure, sugar sh- should have would have could have <laughs> sh- sugar, sugar moon sugar, sugar moon. moon. yeah I I have not seen that one. I don't I don't, I I have don't have know how I, I I don't know how I've missed it, but I. I haven't seen it. It's a great rose, but we don't have any. We, so well, we, come we come no, we do,
4: we have them on. Um, we currently have them as a thirty-six inch tree. If you want ah, to the tree
3: rose? Okay. Did you get one?
4: No. I'm going to hope that they're coming in on this next order.
2: Okay. Keep hoping. I I am.
3: <laughs> hope is not a koa. No, it is not.
2: <laughs> um, how many new new varieties did we get in this year? I don't looking over the list. I didn't think there were that not that many. not that many, but we did get.
3: We ha- replaced some of the new ones from last year that just were very popular. In the Sunset Horizon, what, what was the... It was in the planter out front of the nursery. And it was called Something Sunset Horizon. It's the series. There were three or four of them that were some... But th- the flower color changed as the it got buds opened of, up. Yeah. Yes, and yeah. it did look like a sunset on the horizon and it was very vigorous strong very popular
4: lots of people walked in saying what's that rose out there what's that rose
3: yeah but what's the word that precedes sunset horizon i'm gonna have to look that up since you guys put me on the spot i think
2: you
4: brought that one up
3: oh
2: maybe (laughs) maybe you can look that up during the break you're listening to garden talk here on kcbq and kprz if you want to give us a call 888-344-1170 is the number we'll be back with more right after this.
1: Get your gardening questions answered by calling 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. There is more Garden Talk on the way.
2: If you want to give us a call, 888-344-1170 is the number. Uh, we were talking about fruit trees and roses before we left for the before we cut out for the break. And you you picked up five new trees for.
4: We picked up your- five. One of them's for a gift for a friend who lost a parent. So, uh, but another apricot. It was the Tropic Gold, based on David Ross's recommendation. I, we have two Katie's, uh on our property, and they. They're far enough apart, and they get amount, different amounts of sun based on some trees, and they actually bear about two to three weeks apart for the, really? same, for the same trees when they come to fruition. Yeah.
2: Now, do, so, they, do they bear fairly consistently?
4: So far. Yeah, one of them is four years old, and the other is three years old, I think. so.
3: I think you will be very pleased with your tropic gold apricot.
4: You have touted it since I've known you, so I finally listened to you. It took me a while.
3: The first ones we got in at the nursery produced bare root from that bare root season, and it stuck with me. It's a good piece of fruit, and they're super low-chill and precocious, so I say good.
4: Well, I'm looking forward to it. The, I'm actually looking forward to this spring when everything gets in bloom, as we were speaking of earlier, and then a lot of new fruit.
3: Do you have any interest in discussing why that peach tree that we were talking about on the Lavelle rootstock is still at the nursery?
4: I think you may have just answered the, your own question, why, why it's, still, it's on a Lavelle rootstock, right, which is more susceptible to nematodes. Nematodes. It's and much
3: more tolerant of water. Right, right, of wet soils. So heavier soils, clay soils, and like around the nursery in Poway and in lots of areas of the North County, it would be perfect. But where, I, where you have a deeper soil and there might be nematodes, it's not as perfect, so I'm debating, and that's why it has not left the nursery. Well, do you
2: have nematodes in your Well, in your I, soil? Have,
3: I have seen nematode damage on some of the
2: tomatoes. So I don't know. It's not – I don't think it's as prevalent as one might think it is. So I should go for it? Well, you know, I – I would say I, yes. I ended, up having, I ended up with nematodes in um, my vegetable garden area, and that's why I quit – Planting there and switched over to uh, container garden container gardening for tomato crops because the the tomatoes would start out great and then they would just fizzle out and you'd pull them up and the roots just were hideous from the nematodes and I tried putting I tried what was it that um, was it Monterey I think yeah right? Monterey ne- Nema, mean, nemagon or, or something, something like, like that, that yeah. yeah and I tried I treated it with that and didn't really have too much success with it so i just you know i'm life's too short to keep screwing around with this so that's when i switched over to switched over to containers and had much better success okay you
3: have convinced me i
2: will purchase
3: that tree and take it home and check and then i'll rip up the tomatoes that are still left in the garden from last year and see if they do have nematodes on them yeah
2: and just don't plant the if they do don't plant the tree there
4: or put some beneficial nematodes like farmer Roy does for his tomatoes yeah, every you year.
2: Yeah, you could do that too. And what's the other, oh, it's the Neem Max we have.
4: That is, yes, we'll take care of nematodes. Okay. Okay.
2: That's a new product yeah. I, that I am not familiar with. Yeah, it cool. is a cold-pressed
3: um, virgin you've, you've neem oil. i have
0: heard good things of, of it. I, mean, I, you I know, know the we, people that sell to us say that.
3: But. Yes, and I, we gave some to Roy to try, and I don't know if we got a response. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he ever tried it.
4: I haven't heard anything back yet with regard to nematode success.
3: But it's, it, it is one of the things in the label. Right. And it is different than the regular neems. In the, the way it's manufactured, oil, right? And the way it works, right?
4: Correct. Okay. Yeah. The, the way it's manufactured, it's purported to have properties against nematodes. Hmm.
2: Yeah. Interesting. I'm going to have to check into that.
3: So what else did you get? You got a gold kissed. I'm going to get a, what, what am I getting? What's You're going to get you? a
4: Tropic Prince, Okay. which I don't know anything about other than what we just spoke of. It
3: is from Texas, and it's one of the mild climates and uh, varieties from Texas, which I think also the Tropic Snow and some of the others are from the same series, and it looks like a really nice peach. So I'm going to try. It's a gorgeous tree. It's, it,
4: it's shaped beautifully. Yeah, agreed. Stunning and shapely.
3: What, <laughs> what color is a flower? Uh, light pink. Light, light pink, pink. pink. Yeah. There I don't is. know if we put it outside in the sun, if it would have more color to it or not. But I'll take it home today.
2: What? What? Uh, so what else did I also you
4: grabbed a couple of persimmons, a chocolate, and a coffee cake.
2: I have not tried either one of those.
4: I've not. I've had them, and I want to add to our our repertoire at the garden. Your
2: persimmon collection?
4: But I have to keep them far enough away where we don't pollinate the Fuyu because we don't want to get seeds in the Fuyu. The Fuyu will become pollinated if you have one of the others there.
2: I didn't know that.
4: They become seeded. They get pollinated by themselves. But I mean, they become seeded, so we're trying to avoid that.
2: Do you know every
3: time you do that, we hear your... There you go.
4: (laughs) I did not know that (laughs) until you said it.
3: Okay. Um... Will Izu pollinate Fuyu? I don't know. I planted them together.
4: Is, how long have you had the Izu? A couple of years. And you, you were successful, obviously. Yes. Because that is one of the few persimmons we have that the they actually say it's more difficult to start from bare root. They being our wholesaler.
3: Oh, somebody was asking me about that yesterday, and I told them all the... This- persimmons are hard to start all, all, all
4: are a little bit difficult but that one in particular has a blurb is a little says, difficulter more difficulter yeah that was my new year's resolution by the way to talk more gooder good
2: <laughs> so, I uh well th- Tom Spellman was a, was an advocate for when planting persimmons from bare root put them in the ground water them and then don't don't do anything they, to them until they start leafing out yes right. and especially in a season like this
3: where we're having constant Regular rains. I I wonder if that tag says that because it's a newer tag and it has updated information on it, or if it is more difficult, more difficult than the others. Because I, I think all the persimmons are
2: touchy. Uh, they, they more can be, touchy; yeah
4: a little bit more finicky. Yes.
3: Yeah.
4: I I was going. I was looking for something while we were talking because you were talking about nematodes and you were Ken. We you were saying how they're not that prevalent. Mm-hmm. John Clements months ago wrote an article about or a post regarding a peach farm in Poway where Midland is and Twin Peaks and this ex- expansive orchard that was doing very well. And they had a, a uh, massive nematode infestation. It destroyed the entire orchard. And then um, one of the n- notes that John had said was the, the guy's name was Horace Kent's that ha- Kent rather, that had the orchard. And he said, what w- would he have given for a nemagard rootstock? which would protect against nematodes. So just adding that they they at least were very prevalent at one point.
3: See The trees that I have that are not on Nemagard rootstocks that have not done well, I have totally ascribed that to drought, to water. I haven't considered... But in retrospect, maybe... Maybe there's more to it. So maybe I'll have to do a little further investigation. A lot of forensics. Yes. Yeah.
4: Anyway, I, I found that piece very interesting.
2: I am yeah. trying to I'm trying to picture where there would have been an orchard at, at Twin Peaks in Midland.
4: Well, it was in the in the early 1900s. Oh, okay. Well, that explains not like last year. No, this is <laughs> okay. yeah. I think it was it started in 1882 and okay, then it was well, wiped that, out later that, on. That, that, expo- right.
2: that explains why I haven't seen it. That's why I can't it, remember so. it. So, yeah. Yes. Yeah.
3: So, your grandfather may have seen it. Declining
2: it could be when he got here. It could be it, if he ventured up to Poway. Yes, at all.
3: right.
4: It was. It was a very productive farm. According to the Poway Press in in eighteen ninety four, the Kent family had fifteen to twenty tons of apricots to dry. That's
3: a lot of apricots.
4: That's a lot of apricots.
3: It's a lot of apricots too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
2: indeed. Man, yeah. You know, it's funny. You look at the. You look back at the history of agriculture in San Diego, and there's. There's not much left. You know, Escondido was a huge grape growing area, and now it's all moved down southeast into my neck of the woods. Down there and and over into Ramona, uh, but they still have, they still celebrate, celebrate Grape Day in Escondido, and there's a park and in, in Escondido Is it, it, a Grape Day Park. Yeah. There's a, grapes. There's grape a Street Park is in. San Diego Balboa park, right
3: isn't there a grape street park
2: uh um, oh, probably off of grape street could be off yeah. of grape street yeah <laughs> <laughs> makes <laughs> sense there's a there's a little winery up that up there called um it's hidden barrel now, but it used to be the one in the heart of Escondido yeah uh, it's I, was it- was it ferrari it, it began with the original family farm the original family vineyard began with an f um and now they they have less than an acre of, of grapes but at one time I think they ha- I think they had like 1200 acres wow. of, of grapes that they were growing in that area. So yeah, it's uh it's all all gone now. Yeah. Um it if you want to give us a call today 888-344-1170 is the number. You're listening to Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. We'll be back with more right after this.
1: Get your gardening questions answered by calling 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. There is more Garden Talk on the way. We were talking about
2: grapes in Escondido uh, before the break, and I was remembering as you drive up the 15, you get north of Corona, but before you get to Rancho Cucamonga, there's huge sections, um, that are still planted with grapes they're not harvested anymore they're not maintained but there's just acres and acres of vines at least there was i it's 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 probably been a year or two since i've driven up that way but there there was a there was a lot of grape production up in that up in that part of uh, riverside county at at one time there also was a huge dairy right off the side of off the side of the 15 and I think that was a Norco. Yeah, you can smell. You them. could. Yeah. S- it, it, it just <laughs> reeked. Yes. Uh, but that's all gone now. Were those
4: too. table grapes? You know, or raisin grapes? Or um,
2: I'm assuming they were probably raisin grapes. Um, they I remember were driving past that when it
3: was being torn down, thinking we should get those to put Tillandsias on. We should oh, come but- up here and pick up all the old trunks. Yeah, yeah. they yeah. were.
2: They were all. They were. They were all head pruned. They. Okay. They. Were, they weren't on trellises. Right. And there was a. There was a lot of them. So. It comes and it goes. It comes and goes, but yeah. mostly goes.
1: Mostly goes. It, putting, yeah, it you know, doesn't. It
2: doesn't typically come back. Although, I had read an article um, a couple of years ago that in in Detroit, because so many of the neighborhoods in Detroit have deteriorated over the years um, with the exodus of people from from the city, that the city was just going going through taking over taking over entire neighborhoods and just scraping them. And turning it back into farmland again, because that's what a, a lot of that area around Detroit was, and Dearborn was, was farmland back around the turn of the last century, and then then the automotive business moved in and took yeah. over everything. Right? Yeah. It, it really, it really. Detroit's an interesting. It's an interesting place. The um, hmm. there are neighborhoods where there are just these absolutely beautiful. Victorian homes that are just in ruin now uh, right just deteriorating the forgotten Ferrara yeah. winery Ferrara 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 okay. that's the one yeah.
4: in Escondido you were trying to recall I think so yeah
2: it's called forgotten barrel now okay yeah but it's it's a pretty cool it, they they've got a nice tasting room they have um they'll have live music from time to time on the weekends and um uh, it's a it's a fun place we've been there been there a couple of times but it's, it's weird. It's kind of – you have to go through this kind of circuitous route off of 9th You have Avenue. to want to get there. You have, you have to want to get there, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, not, it's not something that you just happen upon if you're driving around in Escondido.
4: Can I, may sure. I ask a um, fruit tree question? Certainly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you stake your fruit trees when you – or any tree for that matter? Do you stake when you plant your trees? And the reason I ask is that was our Wednesday wisdom, and there were two competing – Discussions, And I'm curious. Maybe from you. you should have
3: asked before you printed Wednesday Wisdom.
4: I didn't print it. Have you read it? No. There you go. Okay. So now you, yeah.
3: Tell me all about it. I'm, I'm curious from you. Do you stake your trees? Generally, no. Okay. And so. even sometimes when they need it, I generally do not stake them until they.
4: Really right. need it. <laughs> until they <laughs> <break>. <laughs> show me. Until they <laughs> until show, they they show are me they're incapable they of it. surviving on their yes. own. Yes. Yes. Okay and that's actually the that's the path that's the correct path uh, I found an interesting website, City of Seattle has a great tree and care page and they they went through the reasons to stake and not to stake
3: that, that is, is the question, question. <laughs> that's actually how I
4: wrote it um, because most trees most young trees can stand without being supported and they and they do well and and they say given what we know, given what we know about tree development, you actually have a stronger tree correct. by not staking it and, and we have lots of customers when they purchase the tree they want to buy all these all these, you know, stakes and ropes and everything to tie it together, and I try to talk them out of it.
3: Um, Actually, I let them do that, but I
2: tell them to stake it loosely so that right. the trunks will so, move. so, yeah, so that that it flexes. Yeah, you don't want to. You don't want to. Yeah. Do you want to stake, stake it, it loose if you
4: need to? I mean, right. absolutely. But they give you a couple criteria when you would want to, and that's if you live in an area with high winds, constant winds. Uh, If you have lots of traffic where people, you know, kids are playing and they have an opportunity to to smash into the tree and want to stake it. Um, If when you purchase it, it's just not a straight tree and you're trying to shape it into a straight. And in that uh, instance, they recommend using a single stake to just get it straight. And then the last one is if when you put it in the ground and maybe a small root ball, for instance, with some of the bare root. Um, and you put it in the ground and you start to move it and it can, the whole ground moves yes. with it, then that might be an opportunity to stake. But other than that, they stand on their own.
3: Or not. I would submit to you, though, you said constant winds. Well, I would I, say if you are in an area winds. where most areas of our county where we have occasional gusty winds, the, the strong Santa Anas, that depending on the form of the tree and especially the more Lollipop-shaped trees, trunk with just the head on them that are be would be susceptible. I don't think you'd want to wait to find out. To find out,
4: well, okay. Well, they, I use the word constant. They use the word regular. I mean, same thing. But, okay. Yeah, but regular. If you have, if you have, what was persis- the
3: phrase you used yesterday for
4: changing happies to glads? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. A
3: difference without distinction or something. Yes, sir. Um, way back when, I hadn't been at the nursery that long, and. We moved into a house on Katokton Drive by San Diego State, where there's now about ten thousand apartments. But I got a really nice tree from Springtime Growers. It was a twenty-four inch box Tippewana Tipu with between a one and a half and two inch caliper trunk on it, and it was a gorgeous tree. And it, but it staked tight. With the growers, staked them tightly to the trunk, and so I planted it, and then I took off the the stake because there was a Big trunk mm-hmm. right, and I of course it doesn't need it, and immediately Do the head just snap. leaned over to the ground. It did not snap, fortunately, okay. but it bent over to where it was almost touching the ground. It was wow. almost a ninety degree arc um in the trunk, and I staked it loosely, and it only took a month or two right. uh, to tighten up for the trunk to move around and to get the strength, and it never needed to be staked again, but oh, I was. <laughs> i i knew it was going to snap in two it was a gorgeous tree it was back when trees used to get bigger <laughs> back
5: yeah. in the old days
2: back in the olden days when i was young <laughs> well that's a that's a name that i hadn't heard of in a of long time no springtime, growers. springtime yeah that was a big operation that they had up yeah, in huge. carmel valley huge operation
3: were you with me when Dan Glassy took us on a tour of Springtime? We went up and he drove us around, or was it just, yeah, m- just you. me? Okay. They were just,
4: that was just west of the Evergreen when Evergreen was there. Yes, yeah, yeah. I do remember that.
2: Yeah, yeah. I, back I, on but, the old dirt road to get, I, get out. I, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what ever happened to them. I know they. I know they went out of. I can't remember if they got bought up by somebody or if they just closed up. Well, I think that was the same.
3: Ownership structure, CEO, yeah, CEO the yeah. Ownership structure of nursery properties and things in the in the county. So
2: they probably hung on to the land, yeah, for a look, long, yeah. long time, yeah, which are now all homes over all, that area and developed, right? All homes, yeah. yeah. It's it's pretty amazing.
3: Okay, are we done talking about staking and Wednesday wisdom? We are. I want to go back to roses. Okay. Okay. Uh, you don't plant roses because they're not edible.
1: Actually,
4: we've talked about this. They are. You make rose hip tea, and you can do things so with the So you're not going to use
3: any poisons on them, and you're going to use them for tea? So we're going to call them it's an a, edible? It's, a,
4: it's, a, it's, a, it's a, a, an ongoing discussion at the house.
3: Did you get another rose to replace the sugar moon? or Not what are, yet.
4: No, no. I'm, I have not.
3: And uh, I know you said we, we didn't have a sugar moon, but when the the missing sugar moon was discovered, did you set it aside for yourself?
4: I actually gave it to a customer who called seeking one. I that was very her, yeah, nice of you. She, she asked to be put on the list because we didn't have any, and she was so disappointed that she didn't come in, and she was chastising herself for not coming in. And I said, I feel the same. I wanted one as well. And then we found one. So I called her, and she was ecstatic.
3: Yep. That, that was very kind of you. I, I'm, I'm welling up. I don't know if you can see. <laughs> I, I have, Yes, it's very, very nice.
4: I think when we went to the Barona Casino for the Roses, uh, two years in a row, Capri and I took just tons of pictures. No, that was right. I just wanted you to know. Yeah, and we are going through them now to decide which ones we want to get because there are are a number of roses that we really like there.
3: You know, I haven't been up there since last summer, and they should be – Oh, probably in the middle of cutback right now
4: probably yes yeah. so april april was a great time when we went so that might be another journey out there this spring
2: yeah that is it, that is definitely a hidden it, gem. it is a hidden gem in san diego and it, if if you're looking for if you're looking for a day trip if you're looking for a day trip somewhere um mm-hmm. on a weekend i would highly recommend driving it It's a it's a little bit of a hike to get out there um uh, and well it's well worth kind of, it, it and it's hidden behind the parking structure.
4: And it, it's inspiration when yeah. you go there.
2: Yeah, it's a it's a beautiful place. You've been listening to Garden Talk here on KCBQ and KPRZ. I'm Ken Anderson along with David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. Until next weekend, have a great weekend, everybody.
1: Thanks for joining us on Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery, your source for gardening, landscaping, and horticulture news. Still have a question for the Garden Talk crew? or want to learn more about the show, how to become a guest or sponsor, send an email to askanexpert at walteranderson.com. That's askanexpert at walteranderson.com or visit walteranderson.com. There's more professional gardening advice next week at this same time on Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. This program is sponsored by Walter Anderson Nursery.